SM presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa, science advisor Matt Moniz, and here with us in the studio, our special guest co-host for tonight, spirit medium Stephanie Burke. Hello, Stephanie. How Hello, are you? Tim. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to just have you talk for a second so I can figure out which mic you're on. You don't know which mic I'm on. I think you're on this one. Try okay. To... No, that's I not. I can't hear myself, so. All right. You can't hear yourself. Well, no, somebody I can gotta... usually hear myself in my headphones. Turn her up in her headphones, yo. That's the thing. We gotta get that Beats by Dre sponsorship. Once we get that, there you go. Then, although these these are the ones that we got from Spectral Forces, these are pretty sweet. So, we are going to be talking about a variety of topics tonight. Uh, All kinds of paranormal discussion is on the table. We do have a few things that we'd like to discuss here, though, at the beginning of the show. One is we we don't do a lot of requests for people to offer up prayers and positive thoughts for people because, you know, we're, we're like the kings of negativity. So when we say people don't think that we're being serious. Uh, but we do have to put it out there tonight because uh, for those of you who are unaware, Kristen Hawes, the wife of Jason Hawes from Ghost Hunters, uh, is very ill. She was afflicted with what Jason is describing as an infection of the brain. Uh, they have her on a respirator and she is hospitalized. And we are just a few days away from Christmas and she's probably going to be in the hospital at least until Christmas. So everybody, if you can just send some positive thoughts and feelings their way, don't inundate Jason on his Twitter and on his Facebook because I'm sure he's going to be getting uh, crazy amounts of messages. And you know, let, let's try to leave things open for his family to be able to get through to him. You know, I, I can just picture everybody blowing up his phone with tweets and and Facebook messages, and then when his family tries to call, his battery's dead. So let's just kind of just you know let them have some time, and I'm sure Jay will update everybody uh, through social media when the time comes. So that's uh, just something that we wanted to send out there. Also, we have a a personal announcement that's kind of some big news that Matt and I didn't discuss this last week because we didn't really have the details yet, but it was something that had already been in the works, and we're pretty excited to announce that as of this week's episode, actually, I think maybe even last week's episode, I'm not sure if, no, I I didn't get it up till yesterday. So starting this week, we, we will be airing every Thursday night from 10 to midnight Eastern Time on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Now, what is the Dark Matter Radio Network? It is a website, an an online network, that was created to air Art Bell's Dark Matter program that he was doing for XM. A gentleman by the name of Keith created that uh, radio network with the intention of having it be the online version of the Dark Matter show on XM. Long story short, there were some... (laughs) <laughs> conflict between what Art Bell wanted to do and what Sirius XM wanted to do with the show. Right. You know, they're charging people money for a subscription, so they don't want to have it given away for free online. But Art Bell says, but my audience doesn't want to have to pay for this show, and I'd like to have the option of offering it, even if it's not live, if it's something that we're running later. But long story short, the uh, things didn't work out. Now, this is not inside information that was given. This is just what I've been able to gather from reports in the media. Uh, long story short, Art Bell decided to walk away from the show, and he has a non-compete clause until September of 2015. Oh, wow. So he cannot 
host another paranormal show until September of 2015. I'm sure his lawyers are trying to get him out of that. I'm sure they're trying to find breach of contract in some way on SiriusXM's part. Uh, they may also be looking for it on Art's part. Who knows what's going on with that legal-wise. But the point is, the idea is, is that when Art Bell can return to the airwaves, he will do so on the Dark Matter Radio Network. But in the meantime, Keith has built a fantastic network of programs, uh, and he's taken some of the cream of the crop of the paranormal and somehow allowed us to sneak in as well. So we'll be on Thursday nights from 10 to midnight, and it's just going to be a rebroadcast of our regular Saturday night show. So... At least for the time being, that'll be the case. At some point down the line, they may carry Spooky South Coast live. Just right now, there's other shows that are in our time slot. So there's the possibility that we could go live at some point. And I'm sure that they may even add some more programming, too. Uh, As Keith knows, there's almost eight full years of archives now on our website. And so many classic shows that could be brought back as well. So there's that opportunity. So if they want to do that, they can do so. But definitely check out the Dark Matter Radio Network. You can Google search for it. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, it's, It's really, there's something every night. And you'll be able to tune in and find a unique topic, and it's all in the spirit of Art Bell. You know, it's, it's not like some of these other online networks where uh, people are getting away from the paranormal and going into other topics. It's not like some of these blog talk shows, which, while some of them are good, a lot of them aren't. And uh, it's really just something that is definitely in the full vein of what the master intends uh, for his Dark Matter program to be. So if you go to darkmatterradio.net, when you land right on the main page there, you'll see the show schedule. There's a flash player, there's an HTML5 player, and there's an external player. So all these different ways that you can listen to it. You can also get it on the TuneIn Radio app, which I know a lot of people are using now. And you can catch such shows as Paranormal Central, Supernatural Science, Unknown Origins, uh, The Malliard Report, Skywatchers Radio, Nightwatch is on there. Our, our good friend Todd Sheets with Nightwatch. John Tobin's Keeping the Spirits Alive show. That airs live. Uh, he's actually on Thursdays from 5 to 8. Eight, and then that's followed by Fade to Black, then Spooky South Coast from 10 to 12, and Explore Your Spirit after that. So, you know, yeah, oh, yeah really. <laughs> this is big-time stuff. This is, and, and these are some of the top that's names in, in Paranormal Radio. Your huh. station for the South that's Coast, right. AM 1420, WBS. Yeah, that's so that when it airs on Dark Matter, people yeah. will know where it originates exactly. from. But yeah, so we're pretty excited. We're just happy to be associated with such great programs, and, and really to... That's kind of an honor. It is. It's a huge honor. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And, of course, when Keith decided to start running some tests and putting Spooky South Coast on there to see what kind of um, – just just to see the the technical aspects of running the show, mm-hmm. uh, that first night that he was running it, I received emails from people that heard it and were very complimentary of the program. So that I hope that bodes well. Yeah. We've seen a lot of email come in from the Dark Matter broadcasts already. I know. I was surprised. Maybe eventually emails. some of it will be good. <laughs> well, yeah. it's all been good so far, but that's because that's because we're new. You know, wait till they get to know us a little bit, and they're like, "Well, we expect more from you guys." Well, this will be a good episode, so you guys have nothing to worry about. That you know, it's always good when you're here. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. It you know, and, and Moniz is here, so it's kind of balanced there. But we'll figure it out that's as we go right. along. All right. Well, you know, we did this last week, Moniz. You weren't here. He was at a party somewhere. I don't know where that was. <laughs> but, I heard it was a good time, though. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know what? You want to talk about a good party, at least from the sound of it on the other end of the telephone, was uh, we had everybody calling in from John Tobin's party. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. they decided to wait till after they'd already been, you know, passing around the bottle of eggnog. 
Naturally. Yeah. Liquid so, courage. And then I saw the pictures, <laughs> and I realized why they sounded the way they did. But uh, anyway, last week we decided to bring this back, you know, and, and, and we, we kind of did it on a whim because we had two and a half hours to fill. Ooh. And no guest, no planned topic. We, we, I, I, I thought it went swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about crappy Christmas songs. We talked about 80s comic strips. Uh, what else did we talk? We talked about a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of non-paranormal things. Right. But well, that's fine. A lot of holiday stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in the midst of all that chaos, we also brought back... More bad news. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. I feel, I feel so very weird. <laughs> The Week in Weird. And, of course, we have our own Week in Weird page now. We do. At SpookySouthCoast.com, so we can get the stories directly from there. And people can check out The Week in Weird all week long there, as well as on our Twitter feed, at SpookySC. But some of the stories that came across the Week in Weird feed this week... Uh, police in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, are investigating a complaint concerning a ghost hunt that went bust after a police officer mistakenly thought it was a burglary in progress. The Gettysburg Time reports that the Thanksgiving night ghost tour ended with two tourists and their guide being detained at gunpoint. A patrolman passing a closed store in Gettysburg said he saw the flashlights inside, so he went in and handcuffed and searched with the three ghost hunters. I like how they got handcuffed first. Right. You know, it's like, let me just determine what's going on here. Uh, slap the cops on them. After all, it is for their safety. Yeah. Police called the owner who confirmed the tour operator had permission to use the allegedly haunted Civil War era building. The first Union general killed in the Battle of Gettysburg was brought to the building after being fatally wounded. The owner of the Victorian-style photography studio that occupies the building and permitted the tour has declined comment. So, you know, every time somebody comes up with this idea of, hey, you know, there's a store that's haunted. We should go check that out. But, uh, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, you got to get permission from the exactly. police in addition to getting permission from the building. At least just let them know. All it takes is a phone call or a little drop by. And to everybody, to the, to the layman, uh, ghost hunting equipment could be a number of devices. Right. Like, and if you're like, oh, it just hunts ghosts, you're like, oh, really? Really, sir? You have a seat. <laughs> Especially when you're picking the locks. Yeah. You know, that's that's also a... Mm. But I just want to know why they were handcuffed first. You know, mm. hey, what are you guys doing? We're ghost hunting. Slap. You know, like... Oh. We'll never know what really happened. I, I think it was the fact that there was probably stuff in their pockets. <laughs> that might have been kind of the problem. All right, let's see what else we have here. Ah, this is a, a very interesting story. What your favorite cheese <laughs> says about you. Matt, I know that this I, was probably something that you read pretty in depth. I did. I did. Slightly. I don't know. I think I just found my favorite, and then I just read it. I can't pronounce a lot of cheeses, so I'm just going to kind of make them up as I go along. Brie, uh, camembert, and other runny, creamy cheeses. That says that you like to take it slow and savor the moment. Also, that you really love crackers. Mozzarella says you're laid back, friendly, and never sweat the small stuff. You like to keep things simple, but somehow throw the best dinner parties. Your friends refer to you as a class act. Ferrato? Is that a cheese? You are just like a mozzarella lover, except older, wiser, and more entertaining at parties. We love you. Cheddar, you are reliable and trustworthy. Your friends call you the mayor when you go out because everyone seems to know you. You're probably afraid that you are boring, but you make everyone around you incredibly comfortable and can adapt to just about any situation. Feta, 
Feta cheese. You are an unexpected daredevil. People probably say, <laughs> I didn't think you had it in you. To you a lot. But you knew you did. You knew it the whole time. Yeah. And you stink. <laughs> Gorgonzola. Sometimes you think everyone at the party is talking too quietly and you wish they'd speak up to match your volume. You love karaoke, swing dancing, and shouting woohoo when you're having fun. You like Gorgonzola stuff? No. no. I don't think I've ever had it. Norwegian brown cheese. Uh. You are Norwegian. <laughs> Goat cheese. People always tell you that you march to the beat of your own drummer, but you think you're actually pretty normal. You love long walks on the beach, red wine, and 80s action movies. Moniz, you love goat cheese, don't you? Actually, I do. <laughs> American cheese. You are sweet, but you might not have... You might not have ever left your hometown. You definitely love grilled cheese sandwiches and cartoons. Oh, and you might be nine. Are you nine? <laughs> This is from the Huffington Post, by the way. Gouda, you understand the value of waiting for something to be perfect before you enjoy it? You also have great freaking taste in cheese. Limburger, you are a contrarian, plain and simple. If someone says black, you say white. If someone says peas, you say carrots. If someone says, please don't eat that godforsaken smelly cheese, you say, pass me some of that deliciously smelly cheese, please. Uh, Gruyere. Yeah, sure. You're a fan of the classics. You prefer the symphony to a rock and roll show and a glass of burgundy to a fancy new microbrew. You also yeah. love fondue. Parmesan. You love to remind people that Parmesan is the undisputed king of cheese. Swiss cheese. You are a liar. <laughs> no one's favorite cheese is Swiss cheese. Exactly. I totally agree with that. And if you don't like cheese at all, well, then we don't trust you, Kerry Weisberg. <laughs> Well, let's just go quickly around the table. Matt, your favorite cheese? Um, I like the cheddar. I do. Moniz. Doritos. There you go. <laughs> he likes his cheese with some crunch. Steph? I'm going to have to go with cheddar. Pepper Jack. Yeah. Pepper Jack's not even on there. George likes his cheese spicy. <laughs> like his chicken. All right. What does Pepper Jack say about you? I, you know, I think it says that you like things a little bit bolder. They're slightly adventurous, but not too adventurous. Not too adventurous. <laughs> and if, if your favorite cheese is Monterey Jack, then it means you're a fan of Chippendale's Rescue yeah. Rangers. Exactly. All right, one last quick not, story here. Nacho cheese chowder. <laughs> it's nacho cheese. A Christmas-obsessed Tamara Holland turned her home into a gingerbread house. This woman lives in Alta Vista, Virginia, not to be confused with Google, North Carolina. She loves gingerbread. She loves it so much that she spent the last five years turning the interior of her home into a gingerbread fantasy land. And now as a special treat, her daughter arranged to have the exterior of her house decorated to look like a gingerbread house as well. In 22 years of painting, I've never had a request like this, said Tony Pizza of Elite Painting. It's very unusual, but I think she's going to like it. Hmm. How, we just have to stop for a moment and recognize that the pizza. guy who's painting a gingerbread house, his name is Tony Pizza. That's awesome. That is outstanding. Hmm. I'm thinking that's like a nickname, like Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> Forget about it. Holland could barely contain herself when the decorations were revealed. When Tiffany took the blindfold off and I saw my home, it was just so overwhelming, she told TLC. From her life-size gingerbread house to wall-to-wall Santa Claus memorabilia and a house that's more like a grove of Christmas trees, some extraordinary people have turned Yuletide cheer into a year-long, life-defining pursuit. It's all part of TLC's My Crazy Obsession Christmas Collection 2. Uh, you know, I like gingerbread. I don't mind the smell of it. I don't know if I'd want to live in it. No. I actually found something more impressive than that. Then but I couldn't find, find an article about it. Somebody built a life-size Optimus Prime out of gingerbread. And it looks fantastic. Does it transform, though? Oh, I don't know. It trans into, transforms into something delicious. I'm thinking that like when it tries to transform, it would just crumble. Yeah. 
I often confuse gingerbread with graham crackers, too, sometimes. That's my favorite. You know, like, I'll go to eat it, and I'll be like, oh, graham crackers, ugh, gingerbread, you know? Like, <laughs> gingerbread, you have to nibble. You can't take huge bites. Yeah. I love it, but you, you just got to take smaller bites. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I'd probably end up eating this lady's house. <laughs> I would literally eat her out you'll, of house and home. You'll lose a security deposit. Probably. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sure that the security security deposit there is pretty high. Wouldn't it go stale after a while, though? I would hope so, because like you'd want it to go stale, wouldn't you? What happens when it rains? Birds. That's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, birds. Or in your case, squirrels. Yeah. Ants. Yeah, I'd be pretty concerned yeah. about living in a gingerbread house, but mm. I don't know. Somebody didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's only been spending five years doing it, so you would have thought it would have dawned on her at some point. But, yeah, maybe that's the first couple months. The Prob- lic- some problems should have arose. The, you know, it started off with the lickable wallpaper. That was okay. <laughs> the schnozberries tasting like schnozberries. Which, by the way, I found out what a schnozberry is. I wasn't sure if that article was true. It's not so good to have kids licking a schnozberry wallpaper. Mm. It's after 10 o'clock. We can tell you what it means. <laughs> All right, that does it for the week and weird for this week. We may bring it back next week. We may not. Depends on if we have time. But uh, if you have any weird stories that you would like to send our way, you can just send them to us via Twitter, at SpookySC, and we will give you a retweet. You know what? Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we'll favorite it. Maybe we'll give you a follow. It's like that old uh, Digital Underground song, Kiss Me and I'll Kiss You. Follow me and I'll follow you back. <laughs> All right. So that does it for the week in Weird. Take a break. When we come back, we will talk with our guest, Spirit Medium Stephanie Burke, and also Spirit Medium Tiffany Rice will join us via the telephone lines because she's all over the place. Seriously, she's busier this time of year than Santa Claus. So we'll uh, we'll razz her a little bit more about that. And and I said razz, not schnoz. And uh, <laughs> and we'll all- no schnoz in the round. <laughs> And we'll also talk about a variety of different topics in the world of the paranormal and probably outside of it as well. So stay tuned for more coming up here in just a minute on WBSM. Hello. Hey, man. You up? No. Wake up. I need to talk to you. I think your house is haunted. Hey, come on, it's 2.30 in the morning. I can't sleep in here, man. I'm scared. I feel like a record producer having to pot up five mics at once. Only because I don't know which one is the one that we've come from. And Michael Jackson in the background? Yeah. Now listen to this. This is the part where we isolated his vocals. And... No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I always love those those uh, you know those music specials on TV where like they they break down like all the tracks. Oh yeah. And like you can hear all the individual you know instrumentations and the background vocals. And they had a Beatles one that was really interesting. Have you gone to YouTube and have you uh, searched for the uh, vocals only on the Beatles songs? No. If you do that, it's it's fantastic. I found out that what they do is they actually pull apart Rock Band. Oh, right. and Yeah, and they pull all the vocals off the Rock Band. But when they put it up there, it's incredible. You can hear all the vocal affectations mm-hmm. from all the songs. And you can hear, like, um, in something, uh, when they have the guitar solo, Paul McCartney's actually, like, like 
humming along. Yeah, he's like do 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 with it. And figures, uh, figures he would. Yeah, you can like you can yeah. pick up things with it, and it's really fascinating. It's, I listened to the whole side two of Abbey Road, just the vocals, incredible. So I recommend it. Yeah, you would expect that from Sir Paul. Yeah. And then you know he yeah. did that well before Pink Floyd did it with or Wish You Were Here. William Shears. Yeah, yeah. Built the one and only Billy Shears. Mm. <clears throat> if you've never listened to that episode, by the way, definitely download it. It was actually it was about this time of year. It was in January uh, of our f- second year, I think. It was like right around our second anniversary. And still my favorite episode. Sorry, no offense, Steph. My favorite episode of Spooky South Coast of all time. <laughs> our Gary Patterson. And we got to have him back on. I actually almost sent him a message the other day asking him if we can set up a date where he can come back. But I didn't know like what our schedule was going to be with NFL football coming up. So I said best to just wait. You know, We'll see if we can get him coming up in February or March, and we'll have a good time talking with our Gary Patterson about some of the strange and unusual stories of rock and roll. Actually, he'll be talking about it. I'll just be sitting here listening. That's what I like to do when we have our Gary Patterson on the air. All right, well, I had mentioned before that we have spirit medium Stephanie Burke here with us in studio, and we also have joining us on the phone line her fellow spirit medium, Tiffany Rice. Hello, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, guys. How's everyone doing? Well, what are you on the ISDN line? You sound great. I I am driving home from a family party. I'm actually um, being chauffeured by Judy Rice. <laughs> well, there you go. And uh, and so we might lose you a little bit there. There might be some uh, some dropout areas, or you think you'll be good? Oh no, we should be good. We should be good. Okay. Well, of course, you two are best known as the hosts of Spirit Connections on Spooky TV. And uh, yeah. now, how many years have you guys been doing that show now? It'll be three years in April. Seem, seems longer, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. Um, I started April, April 26th was the first day that it aired, and I aired it out of my apartment. And then October of 2011, I was asked to do it in the studio, film it in the studio, Wareham, uh, Wareham Cable Access. And then, Steph, when did you come on permanently? Was it in October? No, I was at your house. We were doing it both out of your house. Yeah, I remember you were doing you were doing like a once a month thing originally. That's how we came in for like a Q and A, right? I would come in and actually be the guest, and then I ended up helping her behind the scenes. I would be sitting out in her hallway writing the questions from the guests in the chat room on a whiteboard. And um, (laughs) it was pretty funny because, I mean, actually, Tim, you were there. You went on, um, and you saw (laughs) you saw how there was someone always sitting in the hallway and writing the questions out and. And so forth. So I brought it to WCTV and said, "Hey Tiff, why don't we do this here? It's a lot easier. So <laughs> much I, less stress." I actually wish that there had been like Instagram and Vine back then, oh, so we yeah. could have kind of shown people behind the scenes of what was going on because it was pretty funny. There were times where I would crawl on my hands and knees underneath the laptop <laughs> so nobody could see me, so I could. Yeah, fix when, things, when we like, had we had Brian Harnwar on with um, Christian White and Jay Mayo and. That was the day that Steph was on her hands and knees crawling around trying to figure out plugs and wires and, and lights <laughs> and the dog throwing up and everything. So it was it was funny. And I, I remember all this talk about donuts on all the shows except the one <laughs> oh, that yeah. I was on. That used to be a tradition. Nope. We used to have frosted donuts with sprinkles, right, Tiff? Exactly. Yep. Sometimes we'd get, we'd get someone that would drop them off for us. We'd get pretty lucky. <laughs> we had fans. No, I, I remember when, when we first met. I know, huh? There's no donuts? What? Although I will have to say, we do have to thank our number one fan, Chris, for dropping off our Festivus gift. Mm. 
Thank you, Chris. We yeah. already got into it. We couldn't wait till Christmas. Of course. So. <laughs> we'll also be having. What is that? What's well, going on in uh, there? We're going to be having ray gun fights. Yes, there's small, oh. here in the small laser guns. Uh, it's not I the size of your one. gun; exactly. it's how you use it. That's very true. It's this is it's like it looks like the noisy cricket. It's cold. <laughs> it's, <laughs> actually, it's, it's actually. I'm cold. a little jealous it's that cold I don't in have here, one. Actually, so. You can play with mine if you want. Uh, okay. That was, that, was very, that was very Freudian. That was not meant to be that way. It's getting, getting a little weird. Good thing I'm on the other side of the counter. You can play with my ray gun. I want to check it out. Oh, it's, it's Captain Who? I don't know. Okay. But it's cool. It's wicked cool. It Although when cool. I, once I bring it home, I'm going to lose it to my son, but that's Wait, fine. Wait, it's an ornament. Oh, I'm going to have to hang it on the A laser gun that's an ornament? Yeah, it's an by, ornament. By the way, speaking of ornaments, this is something probably more for off air. Don't let me leave here without printing out something okay. to put on my tree. All right. I saw this on one of my friends' posts. I'll, I'll just I'll tell everybody now. I saw this on one of my friends' posts on Facebook. Apparently, there is, if you Google Miley Cyrus ornament, mm-hmm. there's like, you can, print, you can print out a picture of her from like the Wrecking Ball video, and you cut it out, and then you stick it on one of the balls <laughs> on your tree. See, I think that is oh, perfect. Boy. One of my That's friends awesome. actually just just got one of the, um, the cutouts of Miley Cyrus, so she put it on her, her laptop. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to put it on, like, this big, giant Christmas ball that's on my tree <laughs> that is directly facing my wife's chair in the living room. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to do it tonight. And then when they wake up tomorrow, I'm going to see how long it takes them to notice that, you know, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus is, is on the tree. Yeah. Unless so, well, you're kind of a Miley Cyrus you. fan anyway, Tim, right? Not at all. Not uh. even close. <laughs> Look, I got it. That only It only took, like, literally a second. To bring it up. That's great, actually. Yeah. Right, you just put it right, right on top oh, of that's the... that's hysterical. <laughs> So I got to print that out before I leave here, uh, but no, I mean really, it didn't. It, it, I'm just not a fan. I, I don't really see what the big deal is about her. I think her vocals are absolutely amazing, but I think the uh, rest think of so? I beg, yes, beg to differ. She's I mean, no, I think I she's she's very talented, but I think the other half of how she presents herself is in the marketing world. It's genius. However, it's it's not really socially acceptable. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got the number one album all over so you know we we talk about this too there's no need to be gross no there's not you are absolutely right but she got what she wanted but it happens in the paranormal too we see people in this field that do the same thing that try to draw attention to themselves uh based on physical attributes or Mm -hmm. you know based on personality and it's less about the you know it's a lot more style than it is substance right and either one or two things happen either they fade into obscurity just as quickly as they came onto the scene or they have an epiphany and they change their mind and they go in a different direction so oh sorry Mm, i was just gonna say that that it only goes so far right and then you have this horrible image of yourself later to deal with when you do try to change it around well and then you're just marked as that yes that person it's better to be who you are. I don't ever understand why people try to be different than who they actually are, but you never know. Well, we can break down a little bit of the fourth wall here and share with people. <laughs> <clears throat> this, well, I mean, this past year, we each of us, Spirit Connections and Spooky South Coast, had the opportunity to uh, film some test footage to possibly work with a television company Yes. in producing a potential paranormal series, uh, whether it be separate shows or the same show or what mm-hmm. have you. And that was a, a big discussion that we had for quite a number of weeks is how to do this in the way that they were looking for it without losing who we are. Right. Staying true to yourself. 
And and really, and in the end, it didn't work out because we <laughs> stayed too much of who we are and we stayed too true to ourselves, which uh, we can walk away feeling better about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would never want to sell myself out like some of these people do to get on these shows. But no. especially when you see how short it lasts, like, you know, like uh, as they get more and more fringe in the subject matter, you can just tell that they have less and less staying power. Mm-hmm. And they always want the, the drama of it all. We always talk about that, how they thrive off of the drama. And I guess that's a good thing that during our, our filming, we we were ourselves, which means less drama. Like, we try to put a cap on that so we don't, you know, well, there's no drama with us. There were some. We just didn't have the cameras rolling. Right. <laughs> well, nobody needs to know about that. Well, no, there's all, but that's that's what happens. It always happens. I mean, People there's... like a storyline, which makes perfect sense. But like, look at, um, for instance, Long Island Medium. There's no horrible drama on her show, but people watch her because she's quirky, right? And which I think is fine. But when you look at other shows, you know that have that that horrible dramatic negativity to it, and people want to watch to see who's going to punch who next. I think that's stupid. See, the the thing that bothers me the most about these shows, or I mean, there's so many things that bother me. But one of the things that always seems to bother me about it is you have these shows where there's the undisputed leader or leaders mm-hmm. of a team. You know, you've got your Jason and your Grant. Well, now just Jason. You've got your Zach. You know, you've got your whoever else on all these different programs who are the leader. I know them. That show Ghost Bait. It's that guy Bob. You know, it's like you have these people who are in charge of the investigation, in charge of the team, and in charge of the way they do things. You never see anybody from that team challenge that. You never see anybody say, well, I think maybe we should try this. And that is a way to, in my opinion, to create some drama for the show and for a storyline without having it be about the interpersonal relationships, without having it be, you know, drama for the sake of drama. But instead, it's, you know, exploring different avenues of investigating the paranormal. Like, why don't they just go that route? Because when we investigate, that happens all the time. When we go out there, we say, well, why don't we try this? There's been times that Moniz has wanted to try stuff. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why are you going to waste your time doing that? And then it turns out to work. Right. You know, there's been times that I've tried to do things and Moniz will say, yeah, you might not, you might not want to do that. You might want to be careful with what happens. And then sure enough, you know, something right. happens. So there's enough. Like Lizzie's and you getting the snot beat out I'm, of you. I'm still not sorry about that. Okay. Uh, well, we, we, I mean, for a perfect example was at our, our Legend Trips event at the Haunted Victorian Mansion. Uh, we were using the Ouija board and the spirit was coming through and saying, you know, asking the question, do you die? So I'm reading that and interpreting that to mean this person wants to know if they should have passed on and they didn't. So I said, well, I better go get Tiffany and Stephanie and have them come in. And before I even told them anything, Stephanie knew exactly what was going on. And she told me, she said, don't push any further. You're running the risk and anybody that's doing this is going to have this thing, follow them home and cause problems and just wreak havoc. And sure enough, that's what happened. And and now you get to deal with the fallout. I'm yes. sorry, but I don't I don't have I the same abilities you. that you do. <laughs> but well, I mean, and it's 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 one of the things that you that can happen yes. when you go on an investigation. That's why when people don't feel safe at a legend trips event, if they're worried about that, I always say, well, go talk to Tiffany and Stephanie right. because they'll help you with protection mm-hmm. and help you do that. And but these are the type of things that can cause enough drama on their own. And still be within the subject matter. You know, we don't have to be Duck Dynasty characters going out and saying these infuriating comments. I don't even know if I want to say Duck Dynasty on the show after taking nothing but Duck Dynasty calls all week. Oh, my God. Here on WBSM. That's just... 
I, annoying. I haven't even looked into it. I don't even care to look into it because... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the long story short of it is that everybody is complaining that the gentleman from the show who made these comments uh, is having his First Amendment right taken away. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell all the callers, no, he's not. He had his say. He, nobody took away his right. Nobody arrested him no. for the comments that he made, and nobody told him that he can't say it. But if you look into the actual amendment and you read like the fine print of the amendment, it's really not what you think it is anyways. Right. Well, the First Amendment is... is it's protecting the you. First the First Amendment government. guarantees you the right to speak your mind and not be arrested by right. the government right. or the state. It, it does doesn't not mean, protect you from the population for right. the comments you and make. And it also doesn't mean that A&E can't exercise their right to take you off right. their program. But There's uh, probably a contract somewhere. <laughs> with a morality clause in it. Yep. Well, the only thing that I don't like about this whole Duck Dynasty thing, and I'll weigh in my two cents here, is they took only half of the statement to make it inflammatory. Because he did... Well, make further statements about what he was talking about, and to me, that that's twisted media. It's for, it's, the, for the sake of it's not so much life, twisted, it? yeah. It's not so much twisted media as much as it is the people who have zeroed in on certain portions of his comments. So it's it's really it's it's in the context. Yeah, but if it's you're going to hold a man for what he it. says, hold him com- for, for what he said completely. Well, not but just you know that ha- you know that happens all the time, right? If, right. Well, it was. It was and forgive me because I, I'm not following the story as well as you guys are, but it yeah, sounds like it. whatever he had said was edited. Is that correct? Correct. Or not, okay. or not complete. It was edited. He said one thing, and that's where they cut it off. But he qualified the statement by saying, but I wouldn't judge the, mm-hmm. you know, this or that. They only took gotcha. the inflammatory part of it. Well, and you know that if I sat here and said right now, you know, that I think uh, – if I think a lot of the ghosts that are out there in historically haunted locations are faked for the purpose of tourism, somebody could take that and say, Weisberg just said ghosts are fake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's all on how people perceive it and how people twist it. This happens every day with religion, with politics, with everything. Everybody hears what in they business. want to hear. Everything. Business especially. Everything. Regular, everyday conversations between friends. It's you hear what you want to hear. And not what you need to hear or what's actually happening. So, hmm. Now, that begs the question is, you guys being mediums, you hear things from the other side. Right. Are you susceptible to this type of... Um, Everybody is. However, if you know what you're doing and you actually spend years practicing it, you know you can't interpret the message you have to give it as it's given. And right. that's where a huge issue comes in because there are people out there that interpret the message before the they, they give it out. And then it either makes no sense or you could lead somebody into the complete wrong direction. So you have to, is, if it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't matter. It's not meant for you. It's meant for the person that's sitting in front of you. And I've, I've learned from experience and, I, and I've had to say to people, you know, I could be interpreting this incorrectly. However, this is exactly how they're telling it to me. So... My interpretation could be wrong, and then some people will 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 validate that and say, "Right, I know exactly what they're trying to tell me." No, you're wrong. <laughs> Meaning, my interpretation's wrong. So, you know, just like Steph said, you have to give out exactly what what is given to you, and it's usually information. I know we both repeat this all the time, but it's information that we need to hear, not necessarily information that we want to hear. 
Well, and the other problem, too, is uh, society in general has become so wussified, <laughs> you know, that we just can't we can't take a joke anymore. That's that's one yeah. thing. And uh, and that's we saw that happen over the last 24 hours. I know that uh, uh, Tiffany, you're big on Twitter. And have I'm you- trying. I just started it up, and it's really not going that well for me. But I'm trying. And I know Costa's making a uh, making a go of it too. Have you seen the hashtag today? Has Justine landed yet? No, no, I haven't. No. Justine Sacco is the PR communications director for an international media company, IAC, and she is basically uh, like the Twitter voice for this company. But she, which is you know a, a new job unto itself but she's also she also runs her own personal twitter account and on that twitter account today she tweeted out going to africa hope i don't get aids just kidding i'm white oh and this has caused a twit storm (laughs) is really the only way to put it i can can imagine wow but now and this has caused all kinds of so people were kind of following along with it all day under the hashtag has justine landed yet but you know here's something that is meant to be you know a joke and sure it's offensive definitely is offensive but that's crazy (laughs) she said it on her own personal twitter account i mean really like and i from what i understand she's been fired from her job because of that comment right that's that's a trending thing, though. People that go to social media now to post what they think about certain things, you're going to get fired from your job for it. You're going to get repercussions. and But you're choosing to put that on a public outlet. So whose fault is it really? So now i got to ask you guys then, in, in the work that you do, and I know that's different now because you mm-hmm. both decided to do this full time, but right. in your previous quote-unquote lives, when you were actually working stiff mm-hmm. like the rest of us, and you weren't dedicating all your time to just utilizing your abilities, right. and you had to go to your regular everyday mundane jobs, were you suffering there because of having this notoriety for doing what you do? I... And I'm sure Tiff can answer the same thing. I dealt with it every single day. I'd be pulled out of the office for by the owner, by anybody. Um, can you answer me this question? Can you give me insight on this? Can you, can you, you know, they used to, they called me Spidey. They called me the Spidey department at work, the Spidey senses. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that, I literally spent most of my day doing that and not so much the work I was supposed to be doing some days, but um, I the two are always mixed. You can't really separate it. it. I mean, it's something that I've dealt with my whole life. I don't know how to be any different than what I am, so um, I've learned to deal with it every day, but it does sneak into your... If you Well, I should say, if you try to deal with a normal life, like a normal 9 to 5, it's still going to interfere with that. So, I, I agree with Steph. It's the same thing, and it wasn't it wasn't anything that was negative right? in the sense of, like, I, I never really... Actually, no. I, I did work for a union company, and it was almost like they didn't understand it. So when I worked for them, it kind of got negative. But um, when I left there and went to another job, it was the same type of situation that Steph had. Throughout the day, I'd get people that would say, Hey, can you help me out? Come here, I just got to ask you a question. And that turned into they wanted a reading. Um and then when it came time to actually, for us to, and Steph, I'll, I'll speak for myself because I'm not sure if you had the same experience, but I noticed that my energy was off when it came time for me to actually go and give someone a reading outside of work, someone that I didn't work with, someone non-related to that, you know, um, because after 
or I should say when I started doing my readings full time, my the energy of the reading changed and it was just so much lighter and better and energy just flowed so much more easier because I was honoring my true self. But at the same time though, could it have been as easy to go off on your own and do it full time had you not been at your regular day job mm-hmm. and essentially, you know, practicing, essentially, you know, doing these readings for free and building up those muscles and those abilities at, with no um, no risk because if, you know, somebody was like, hey, that didn't really come out right. Well, hey, you know, you didn't pay me either, you know. So what do you get to complain right. about? I used to do it um, only for certain people and that was it. And I tell everybody all the time I am not. A circus act. I am not a sideshow freak. I am not here for your entertainment. I am here to do work. I would have people that would come up behind me in my desk and just slip me a piece of paper with like questions on it. And I worked um, for an ambulance company, so I'd have like the paramedics that were only in on certain days, you know, giving me the, like their info to contact them for a reading and stuff like that. And they just it, word of mouth, it got around. And um, I would read some of them, but I would tell them honestly, like I, I do this outside of work here's where my office is, this is how much I charge. And I actually had people back off and not be interested because they didn't want to pay me, they wanted it for free. Mm. So, um, but I, I, I had, I agree to, I had to put my foot down because I would do it, you know, for, for certain people, that was it. And, you know, everybody else, there's a price to pay. This is my job too. This is something that I do professionally. And I think that, you know, if I asked you to bring me to the hospital for free, you'd be like, what, what do you mean? Right. So it's, it. Everything has to have an exchange of energy no matter what. So I know, Tiff, you you did a lot of free reading for everybody. Yep, yep. And it got to the point where I had to kind of reevaluate things and think, oh, this this person that was so friendly to me before, mm-hmm. you know, I, I noticed that, you know, she's been pretty consistent. Like every other week it was, okay, um, I need some help. Can I talk to you for a minute? And that's when I thought, like, okay, you know what? I feel like she's using me more than, you know, being a um, an acquaintance to me, a friend to me, you know, and, and um, you know, that's when you had to, I always talk about setting boundaries, and sometimes we struggle. I'm big on struggling with boundaries, but, um, <laughs> you know, I kind of had to, just like Steph said, okay, well, if you want a reading, you can meet me at my office, you know, let's set up an appointment. I have no problem doing that, but I really have to focus on what I'm, to do here. Mm-hmm. See, uh, <laughs> this might sound a little weird, but you know, you guys are both friends of mine, and I talk to the two of you about stuff all the time. Right. And it never even entered into my mind until just now that, like, I could talk to you about the things that I talk to you about with that side of it. Like, I just, I, I don't even think about that. Right. And I've only known you as being people that have these abilities. So, how could people who knew you before that, you know what I mean? It's, it just seems weird that they would try to quote unquote use you when, it, it is using it's yeah, absolutely and, using and I would never even think of that and I've always known you as being spirit mediums you're a different type of person well, there's maybe. people that are out there just to gain things for themselves like my closest friends um, I should say my real closest friends kind of forget what I do they mm-hmm. don't ask yep. me questions and their friends will ask them oh my god you're friends with Stephanie uh, can't you ask her this or can't you ask her that or aren't you wondering and they kind of just say no like i'm i'm so used to it that i mean you know me well enough where i do have the gift of being able to um telepathically communicate so i'll usually tell people things before they tell me you know if i'm i'm on that wavelength or mm-hmm. i'm i'm dealing with that but you know i'll do little things like that with my friends but that's it and you know then i have those as friends as well as your husband yeah my poor husband yeah. i mm-hmm. i feel for him he's got an interesting life due to me but 
Um, but then I have the, the friends that stick close basically to just be like, hi, I need, I need advice on this. And I won't even answer the text message or the phone call anymore. Like I, I don't need you. Sorry. So, well, I will say this. It, it's weird that you can know what I'm going to ask you. But then right. again, you save me a lot of trouble when you text me I the did. answer before I text you the question <laughs> because I'm terrible at typing. Like if you ever get a text from me, it's got like a lot of periods in the middle of it because like totally I just keep fine. hitting the button. So you save me a lot of trouble. I don't even have to write That's up the whole thing. question. Speaking of questions, we do have a call on the line. I, I do want to say, though, I had mentioned this morning on the radio that we would do some readings. We're not going to do that because it's a little difficult and it throws the energy off to have Stephanie here in the studio and Tiffany yeah. on the phone. But we'll, It gets ugly. We talk over each other. and we'll, uh, Yeah, they, they haven't even figured out how to talk next to each other right. in the same room. <laughs> I know. Even tonight, like, I'm like, oh, wait, uh, uh. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm bad at that. She used to slap me in person and make me stop talking so she could continue talking. That's and true. I already told you guys that I feel like I'm missing out so I'm not in the studio, but I had my, my family Christmas party tonight, so we'll we had a special family grab. Right. But did you get a good <laughs> gift? I got a seat warmer for my car, and I'm so excited about it. That's hilarious. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't know they had those. Let's take this call real quick. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Tiffany and Stephanie. Thank God it was very light. And I looked back this woman. She had come down this one aisle with her car and took a left. Somebody was passing in front of Are you talking to us or someone else? You must have tried to go by them. Let's wait 14 seconds. Thank God she wasn't going she hit me. In a few seconds, she's going to be like, oh, wait, I think that's me. Hello. She was only in her 40s. Uh, yeah, let's just listen. This is more entertaining. Well, there was a first thing I got to tell you keep was the other one. On the this other one was like two steps in front of me. Didn't think about that. And then you go, ooh. All right. <laughs> yeah, we can get into some weird that stuff per- if we That person can call back. I know. I feel like the NSA <laughs> wants to do that. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, really, I mean, uh, I'm, that person did kind of wait a long time on the phone. I apologize for that. But, uh, you know, when you're having a discussion, it's hard to find the right time to kind of right. work in the question. And also, I wanted to let everybody know, too, that we won't be doing the readings. But we will bring you ladies back in to do that sometime in the new year. We actually haven't done that in over a year. So Really? Yes. October 6, 2012. Wow. I mean, we've had a, we've had a few psychics on, a few mediums right. on. We've had some people on from time to time. But it's different when you can have you here in the studio and see you go through the process. Right. And also it helps me out because I can see when you need to stop for a second and I can say something so the right. the, the light doesn't go off and start beeping uh, for the dead air. But, uh, you know, that's that's uh, something that we'll definitely do uh, coming up. But if you have any questions for Tiffany or Stephanie or both of them about what it is that they do, about spirit connections, about their journey to, to this point in time now and, and what they see their role going forward will be, then give us a call, 508 508- Nine nine six zero five hundred eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. You can also tweet us at Spooky SC. You can email us Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. And we also have the chat room open on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. So I want to say hi to everybody that's in the chat room tonight. And uh, they're there each and every Saturday night. So if you're ever listening and you are listening on podcasts and you want the opportunity to listen live, then you can do so on Saturday nights and jump in the chat room. I almost wonder, Matt, if we need to have somebody in the chat room now Thursday nights if we're going to be on Dark Matter Radio Network. Mm, maybe. Because we'll talk about the chat room on the show. Maybe people you know, not realizing it's a broadcast. Is, is there a chat room on uh, Dark Matter? There is not. Hmm. But we could always be on the spooky South Coast one. That's right. See what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll bring we'll, back the uh, chat night. Remember we used to do that? Yeah, Those were yeah. fun. We used to do the, what, Wednesday nights right before Ghost Hunters? Uh, something like that, yeah. 
Yeah, those were pretty fun. We used to, uh, we would basically all just meet up in the chat room and we would discuss whatever popped into our minds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those. It's like a party line. Kind of was. <laughs> we used to have all kinds of grand ideas uh, back in the old days. And now here we are, uh, eight and years I, in, and, and we're like, bring, yeah. yeah, let's bring back the weekend weird. <laughs> 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 well, we're going to need the weekend weird when we start going complete, you know, midnight to 5 a.m. Exactly. every day. Yep. That's, uh, you know, call call the station here. Tell them you want to hear and us every quality. night overnight. It's quality. Right. You can't go wrong with having spooky South Coast five nights a I week. I think that lady called back. That's okay. We're just going to have to have her stay on hold yeah. until the next hour because we are up against the news break here. When we come back on the other side, we will talk more with Tiffany and Stephanie, and we'll also take your calls as well. 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. This is Spooky South Coast, Saturday nights from 10 to midnight on WBSM, also rebroadcasting on the Dark Matter, Dark Matter Radio Network, Thursdays from 10 to midnight. So if you miss the show on Saturday nights, you can listen to us then. WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Foster. Welcome back. Hour number two of Spooky South Ghost. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Foster, also known as the ninja now. Because he talks. Yes. And science advisor Matt Moniz. And our in studio guest is spirit medium Stephanie Burke. And our on the phone guest is spirit medium Tiffany Rice. And uh, we'll bring Tiffany back up too. I had to pot you down there during the commercials and during the news, Tiffany, so that you wouldn't talk all over it. Hello, Hello are you there? No, I'm here. I'm okay, here. Okay, good. She's like, hmm, they're making fun of me now. <laughs> Not much different than in person. I know. Right. Well, we all we all have fun together. We do. We do. And and what's what's really weird about it is like when we have like legend trips events and there's people around that don't really know our dynamic. Mm. Like they always are like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Are they fighting or? <laughs> but speaking of legend trips, we do have uh, we have I think thirteen or fourteen tickets remaining for Dead of Winter two thousand fourteen, right? Fourteen? Yes. At the Lizzie Boyd and Bed and Breakfast. It's happening on February twenty second. Uh, so if you would like to get those tickets, uh, somebody did send me an email saying that they were planning on buying at least five. Wow. What? So that means that if you had any designs on going to this event, you want to get those tickets right away before you can because uh, this person is, like I said, when they said at least five, it's probably going to be more. Uh, and they are a regular attendee to our event, so uh, I don't doubt it. So if you had plans on getting those tickets, you need a last-minute Christmas gift for the paranormal fan in your life, why not pick those tickets up? You can go to legendtrips.com. Or go to SpookySouthCoast.com and go to the Legend Trips link there, and you can purchase your tickets. It's $135 per ticket. You get dinner, you get lectures, and you get hours of guided investigations in one of the most haunted places in the world. So uh, you'll have the chance to investigate alongside with us and Jeff Belanger, Andrew Lake, and it's going to be a fantastic evening. It always is when we go there, and, and you know, as, as these women can tell you, stuff happens when we go to the Lizzie Board and Bed yes, and Breakfast. Yes, it does. 
as, as you know, you were one of the first mm-hmm. ever to legend trip with us there. That's very true. It was the first ever legend trip. And nine, I think it was 90 minutes, a full tape of you just having your legs held out. I don't know how long that was, and I've never seen it. The The only reason I think that it was 90 minutes is because that's usually how long you can get on one. It might have been 60 okay. if the tape was on that's EP. That's still a very long time. Right. It was a long I remember it, it went into the next group. Because the next okay, group yep. came up and you still had your legs out. Nobody wanted to move you. And if anybody's ever tried to hold their legs straight out off the side of the bed for that long, it can't happen. No. It doesn't matter how, how good in shape you I are. I forget or, about that. that. It's been a while. And I don't know who had that tape. I don't know either. But maybe if they're listening, they can get us a copy of it. I Also, I recently bought, uh, just as a side note, the equipment necessary to transfer VHS tapes oh, nice. to digital. So uh, some of our old investigation tapes, right. I can start pulling those off, and you know, and I actually pulled off some high school huh. videos. So, oh, that would be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually, I, I will try. To, I'll try to get this done uh, in the next week or so. I found a videotape of TV trivia. See, back before you guys were on WCTV, before there was a WCTV, we had what was called Bay Eight, and it was Wareham, Marion, Mattapoisett, all under one umbrella. And back then, they used to have a game show called TV Trivia. It was for kids by kids. And when I was in high school and I was in honor society, we had to have you know volunteer hours. Mm-hmm. And me being the slickster that I was, I was like, well, instead of going to a soup kitchen or picking up trash off the side of the road, I want to go volunteer at the community television station because I was already doing TV production and stuff in school. So I was like, I'm going to just go do that. And I got Miss Hammond to buy it. She was like, okay. And so I, that's how I did. And so I went from doing camera work to answering phones to directing, running sound, all the different aspects of putting on the show till finally getting in front of the camera. And so this is one of the episodes that I hosted along with Mike Short, which uh, you might know Mike. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we basically just used to have fun every week uh, and make a game show out of it. So uh, it's, that was coming from the commercials. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to press the button. <laughs> So uh, I will upload that, and we can all nice. laugh at how lame, how how my humor has not progressed from the lame humor I had as a junior in high school to what I have now. So it should be fun. <laughs> and I think we do I, have a call on the line. I was gonna say I remember uh, watching that, and my uh, my favorite part of the show is, uh, "What did you have for lunch today?" Right, my, that was like Mike Short's <laughs> go-to question. You know, just like uh, like any paranormal host will say, well, how'd you get involved in the paranormal? Right. Uh, his favorite question to ask everybody was, what'd you have for lunch today? You know, that's how we would kill time when we were looking for a question. It was it was the only game show I've ever seen that worked out of an old deck of Trivial Pursuit cards. <laughs> wow. And a prize board that was like just tiles. You win two pounds of meat. Two pounds of beef from the Marion. <laughs> you have won two pounds of beef from the Marion General Store. But see, I would find... Someone asking me what did I have for lunch today? Interesting. Of course you would. You would. Yes. Yeah. Soon, you would. <laughs> but we we so here's some of the prizes. By the way, let's just let's just go down the list here. We had two pounds of beef yep. from the Marion General Store. We had uh, a free pizza from Continental Deli. Yep. Uh, a free pizza from uh, Town Town Pizza. Uh, free sub from Continental Deli, which was owned by our friend Bob. Uh, what else? Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, small Bobby world. Small world. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about defunct businesses, so it's not like I'm giving <laughs> yeah. any promotions on the air. Uh, well, I think Marion General Store is still around. Maybe. Tiff is wondering why she wasn't involved in this. We, we had flowers from <laughs> the Flower Works. That was always that always went yeah. over well with kids. You've won a free dozen roses yeah. from a flower work. Yeah, great. Oh, gee, thanks. Can I trade that for the McDonald's gift certificate? <laughs> but they did. They had the McDonald's gift certificate as well. What else was there? I'm trying to think of what else. 
I don't remember. I just remember flowers. We had a W. We had a Bay Eight mug at one point. I remember that. So yeah, something. So look forward to that hitting YouTube real soon. All right, let's see. You will. You'll get a chance. Pretty fun. You will get a chance. I found some of my old video projects too. Unfortunately, Matt might know about this. The classic, the Dukes of Plymouth. I've heard of it. I've never seen it though. Yeah, I tried to put that in the VCR, and when I pulled it out, all the tape was broken and spilling out everywhere. So uh, I may have to see if you can repair it. I know how you're good with splicing. Maybe. But uh, it might be beyond help. It's too bad, too, because my mom makes an appearance at the very end of Daisy Duke. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a video before you leave. Wait, your I, mom I, is Daisy Duke? I actually have. Just, I uploaded to a private channel. Ruined it. Ruined my, my grandfather's <laughs> 70th birthday party. And you can see my mom's original, like, 90s hair. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I gotta, the hair I gotta helmet. See this. Yeah, you got to see this. Give me the tape. <laughs> well, I'll show you on YouTube before you leave. All right, let's take this call. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Tiffany and Stephanie. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Do you have a question for the girls or in general? Or? Yeah, I was just wondering if she's doing a reading on the phone. We're, we're not going to be doing readings tonight because we have Stephanie here in the studio and Tiffany on the phone. And oh. it's a little hard to do them within two different places. But we do plan on having them come back in and do readings. Okay. All right. Thank no, you. All right, have a good Christmas. Yep. Yeah, I do apologize. I, I had mentioned readings, uh, but that's when we realized, you know, before we realized that Tiffany's in such hot demand this holiday season. You've been everywhere. And I think... Did you lose her? She must have dropped off and then called back in. We were just saying sorry, how you've sorry. been, ev- you've been everywhere you this holiday season. I just heard her. Yeah, yeah she's there. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. We, we were saying how you've been all over the place the last few weeks. I have. I have. It's, it's been fun. It's been fun. And um, last week, we actually called in from New York. She decided she doesn't want to stay here and hang out with us anymore. No, she's, no, she's, she's big-timing us. Rubbing elbows Believe with the, the big wigs. For, um, being very aggressive with getting that, that car seat warmer, um, <laughs> I might have been able to make it there on time. But unfortunately, um, I, I just couldn't. And... I always tell you guys, I feel like I'm missing out when I'm not there, so I really wish I could be there with you guys. It's a fair trade because none of us would have warmed your seat. No. Right, right. Well, I mean, we could have, but it wouldn't have been you know, good. You would have walked in to your car, your seat would have been warm, but you also would have needed an air freshener, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking about outside the BSM studio here. Oh, that's true, too. Eventually, they'll figure out whatever the paranormal cause is of that. Yeah. Because I'm convinced it's not. Oh, you, it'll it'll punch you in the face when you walk out later. I just said on the way in, what does that smell? <laughs> right. Yeah, oh. we've just kind of gotten you. No, it's not us. It's not our fault, Tiff. No, I no, don't it's know not them. It, never mind. It's atmospheric. Yeah, it's uh, oh. smells of Fairhaven. <laughs> Better all than in. <laughs> right, exactly. Sometimes it does penetrate the glass, though. Oh, especially mm. in the summertime. Although. Tiff is missing out on all of the cookies and brownies. Yeah, we had fun stuff here. That's true. Well, I had to wear leggings today because of the food intake. <laughs> you, had, you had to be ready to stretch? It's <laughs> a good idea. I'm going to have to go out and get myself some of uh, holiday pants. <laughs> I had to make sure I had an elastic waistband tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, I, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, eventually we all just have to accept the fact that, yes, we are going to wear sweatpants to our holiday dinners. <laughs> That's why belts have notches. Yep. Right. Well, mm-hmm. but when you're on the last notch already, <laughs> that's when you, you buy you a bigger belt. Yeah, I gotta go get why, a new why New Year's resolution. I mean, they make buy a bigger belt. Sweatpants now. No, listen, for guys, it's listen. Just like an in thing. 
to, to get just to go back to the subject of belts for a second, you have to understand that with men, we don't buy bigger belts. No, we buy a belt. We put new holes and in. we put new holes in it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we own alls. When mm-hmm. people say, "Why do you have a leather punch? Why do you have an awl? What are you ever going to do with that?" That is solely for making new holes exactly. in the belt, because there's no point in throwing away a belt if the leather is still good. You just make holes. So would you just go and buy a size large, and so you can start from the bottom and then? As you no, no. No, no, no. You 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 buy the belt that fits you at the time that you buy the belt, because otherwise you'll just look stupid. Oh. <laughs> it's very see. You think that it's easy to be a guy. You it is. You, you women always think, oh, you guys got it easy. No, no, no. We 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 have mm. nature works against us sometimes. <laughs> Facial hair maintenance alone, <laughs> right? Which was why we just mm. give up on it. You guys, are I mean, if you guys really wanted to use a real legging. Yeah, well, what we I do is privacy in my own home. Any of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no judgment. Mm. Exactly. You what? guys could pull it off. Leggings and like a, a long, spooky South Coast t-shirt. Listen, you got her going on this. Just it, just putting it out there. You know where this conversation is going to go. Or and a really short, started. spooky it's, South Coast t-shirt. We started <laughs> we, we started off talking about the holidays, and now we're talking about cross-dressing. You're right, right. You know? It could be a long... It could a long, strange trip. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff Tiff likes to talk about. And... Cut the neck, a little off the shoulder. She really has I, given us a lot of thought I told already. You. I, I draw the I'm line at jeggings. It's a vision in my mind. But why? Because hmm? they're kind of like jeans. Speaking of visions, to bring this back actually on topic, sorry guys. That's totally okay. <laughs> oh, boo. Yeah, weird. Oh, he's trying to stick to the paranormal. I know. <laughs> but I would like to know, how do you guys see when you're having a medium experience. I know you talk about what what the thing what things are being said to you, mm-hmm. but we when you have images, how how do you see that? Is it like a photograph? Is it like movies? Is it like a cartoon drawing or is it all of the above? You know, how do you see in mediumship? We're both very different and I tell everybody that every medium is different. So, um you don't just see things as a medium, you can actually hear, taste, smell, um, see that it's a whole line of different things. How I operate, um, is I'm actually a psychic medium, so I, I do both, but, um, when I am receiving any type of information, it can be through, um, hearing it. It can be through seeing it as the best way to describe it. It can play like a movie. Um, it can be, is it in color or is it black and white? It's in color. Sometimes I see it in black and white. Um, it moves so fast that I, I can't really describe. I wish somebody could stick like, a little camera in my head and record what I see and what I, I go through. Because um, sometimes it sounds like a person that's driving down the highway yelling out a window at 80 miles an hour. Other times I see certain images and it's just a quick flash. Um, sometimes spirits get fresh and they decide that they're going to repeat it if I'm not saying it correctly. So, um, but other times... Yeah, it, I've got recordings of that happening to right. poor Tiffany. So, um, it just, they they kind of decide, but um, and every spirit's different, just like every person here is different. So, they, they show things differently every single time. But so, you're saying you do actually see things? Physically see things. Um, I can actually see... Well, psychically see things. Not you can physically. psychically see things um, like I do in my mind's eye. Um, but I can also see physically spirits like you and I out in front. It physical. It, um, 
which not everybody can do, but that also depends on the spirit as well. They might choose to do it that way. They might choose to do it a different way. So I kind of leave it up to them. Whatever they, whatever outlet that they find is easiest for them, I go with. Okay. Then let me expand on that. When you're seeing the person, mm-hmm. are you seeing them as young or old? Are they naked or clothed? Or you They're know? clothed. Um, I have experienced... Um, different spirits at different times of their lives. Like best example I can give is when my grandfather passed, um, I was actually coming here to do a show and he passed 15 minutes before the show started. And, um, Tiffany was on her way to my house and the, I sat in the hospital room for three days straight and I, I was doing my hair to come here. I walked out and I saw him standing in my dining room and he showed himself to me, um, circa of like 1987 um what i recognized was the uniform that he always wore for his travel company and that was right before i was born um he gave it all up and came home from florida to be with me because i was the first grandchild so i i thought it was interesting that he chose that you know whole look for himself and i saw him three more times before his funeral and it was all different stages of his life one of them was back from the marine corps another time was um what i would know him as and i can't remember the fourth one now to save my life but they kind of try out different things and then choose how they want to be seen some people usually go like around like 30s and 40s because that was the best time in their life or where they felt comfortable so it can be anything really but when they come through for a reading they might show me something different but they might show me something specific where the person that i'm reading would recognize whereas you know if you're reading somebody that you know they passed when the person was much younger they wouldn't recognize something that happened before they were born i've often wondered too if the way that people are as spirits if that is a reflective of what their afterlife is too right you know so if they're the same as far as personality goes their personality does not change if that's what you mean well i mean more like if you know if uh what's going on over there if if the best time of your life was when you rented a house on the beach in your 20s and Mm -hmm. that's where you want your afterlife to be then maybe you would look like you were in your 20s because that's where you exist that's pretty much but i don't know how they exist they only give us a little bit of information and i tell everybody all the time we won't really know until we get there they can tell us you know bits and pieces but it's it's one of those they're meant to know and we're meant to find out eventually all right here's another question for you Mm -hmm. in regards to appearance have you ever seen a spirit appear, say, that had been involved in a car accident, severely mangled? In other words, do you see them as they were in their death? Have you? Yes. Or, okay. Right. They'll show themselves or they will. Sometimes I know, and I think, Steph, you're the same way. We can feel it. Um, so we'll see it and we'll feel it. But it's not that they're still holding on to pain, anger, disease, what have you. They will show us maybe how they passed um, only for a form of validation to the person that we are giving the reading to. To more answer your question, um, I've seen them in like the physical form of how they passed. Like I was walking down Thames street in Newport and I saw a bloody sailor standing on the side of the sidewalk and I screamed and ran the other way. Why he was, I'll never know. I didn't want to ask him. I wanted to continue enjoying my lunch in my afternoon. So, but 
things like that. Like, why why do they choose that? I don't know, and you don't know until you get there. Well, do they choose, or maybe they maybe they can't help it? I some do, some don't. Some choose to show that so that way they can give their part of their story. Uh, if it was an earthbound spirit, they could just be kind of stuck in that whole mm-hmm. ordeal. Like when we go to a lot of different places that um, have activity or you know have spirits in them that haven't crossed over yet, they do show themselves as See, what happened to them. Somebody, to, to just to go back for a second to what you were saying, uh, somebody asked me recently, mm-hmm. you know, you communicate with spirits. And I said, well, yeah, you know, through, I use technology. I don't have abilities, but mm-hmm. yeah, through the technologies that I have, I have been able to have question and answer interactive sessions. And we got into the subject of the Ouija boards because, you know, I've been right. messing around with those lately. And so <laughs> that, that came up and they, well, can they explain to you what it's like when you die? And I said, well, can you explain to me what it's like to be alive? Right. You know, if you can't find the words to describe it, so how can you expect them to as right. well? But at least you can get that visual representation of, of. I mean, and even then, we, we're just assuming that it's a manifestation of what it's like for them right there. That could just be how they are trying to transmit to you. Some of them Absolutely. have explained the process of like right after they, they are. And um, I actually remember my grandmother telling me, because she had an a death experience it wasn't even near death experience they brought her back to life and um or she came back to life and um however it worked i don't remember the story now but she explained to me what it was like when she was on the other side for that short amount of time and plenty of people have written books about that too mm-hmm. and you know their experiences of however you know it, it might seem like a lifetime to them but it, they were only gone for a couple seconds so and, and similar for you as well tiff for me um i mean i as far as I would say, as far as like images being shown, are you? Can you repeat the question? Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, just <laughs> have you Wait a minute. have you gotten bits and pieces of, of of what it's like to be on the other side? Have you gotten any kind of explanation or any kind of uh, description of the process? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, no, I mean, as far as me being shown anything, um, I haven't seen anything. However, they have showed me that's how they feel now as to maybe how they felt while they were here. And um, I hate saying 100%, but it's 99.9%, I'll say, they have all showed me that they are free and clear of whatever held them back here again as far as maybe like um mentally it would be debilitating um anger anything like that so if that is something that would describe being free and clear and being heaven-like um that's the best i can give that's the best answer i can give to you and that, that. that seems to be the question that most people, and I'm sure that you deal with it a lot, the two of you, that seems to be the, the question that you have to deal with quite a bit is people here who are still on this plane, they are... Are you are, okay? Hmm? Are you okay? And they're concerned yeah. about some sort of argument, fight, disagreement, what have you. You know, are you mad at me? Right. Uh, is, right. is there a problem? You know, if, with my own members of my own family, they want to know why you know those who have passed on appear to some members of the family and not them. Mm-hmm. Are you mad at me for some reason? Is there something that I've done that you don't agree with? And it seems like people are always trying to 
get to the root of that. And that's what's causing them a lot of grief and anxiety and why they haven't been able to let go because they seem to think that the person who's passed on is holding some sort of resentment against them. I can't imagine, though, that that would be anything that would last into the it afterlife. It doesn't at all. And I actually just had this conversation um, a couple of days ago with a family member that I hadn't talked to in over a year. And I said, I deal with people every single day that have grief and could have, would have, should have. Should I have said I love you more? Should I have done this? Should I have, you know, talked to this person or, you know, let the problem go? Because now that that person's dead, the problem doesn't exist anymore. Now you're left with the empty void in your life. And I, you know, I decided to just reconnect because you don't know what life brings. And I think it gives us a different outlook on life you know, being in the position that we are in, but it's very common for them to, to ask, um, for people, I should say, ask, um, are they okay? Are they okay? And, you know, do they love me and do they miss me? And, um, are they proud of me? And, you know, simple questions that we all know the answer to, because we're usually giving the same answers to everybody because everybody says that everybody asks that so it is common but it's it's always true you know they're they're looking down they're making sure that they know exactly what's going on in our life they don't miss a beat ever i always say that they never miss a beat like if you guys ever read any of my posts i am always saying that and what happened to stacy i always say here's like vegas you know um again they'll just show us a, a clip of maybe if there was an argument before they passed or if there is a um, a feud going on present day, they may show us that. Um, and in that particular situation, I always say that's just them kind of acknowledging it, giving them some, giving you some TLC and just saying, I may not be here physically, but I'm still here. I'm still aware of what's going on. But don't sweat the small stuff. No matter how big or small, don't sweat it because what happens here stays here. Right. And like Steph said, it's given us a completely different outlook on life. Now, I have another question for you girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how to, how to put it because uh, it's a little difficult. Have you ever come across spirits of the departed that were, um, let's say, challenged, mentally challenged? We yes. all talk okay. I have, and I felt um, this one particular reading that I did. This this particular person was suffering from. Um, a, he was mentally challenged in the sense of um, he how he showed himself. He showed me that he was very tall, and he looked like a young man to me, which he ended up being nineteen, um, but. He, the way he was talking to me, he was showing me fire trucks, he was showing me a bunch of little cars, um, he was talking very childlike. So when I was giving the reading, that's what I was saying. I'm like, he, he's so intelligent, he's, you know, he's beyond my intelligence, he's, he's talking very, very quick, um, he's pointing, like, he's very articulate with certain things, but he's showing me, you know, he has to be at least six feet tall, and, you know, he looks to me probably around 20, between 20 and 22, and um, that's when the person I was reading for informed me that their brother was mentally challenged in that sense. 
And I um, apologize for smiling when you asked that question, Moniz, but you chose the moment to ask a serious question like that right when somebody had sent me a link to uh, a bunch of funny photos. So I click on the link and I'm like... I was wondering why you like, <laughs> So I meant no disrespect to the question. No, uh, the reason for the question is to see whether things change for you know because your physical body right it's a limitation of your physical self Mm -hmm. right and i wanted to see if that experiences that i've had they don't they they make note of how they were here but that doesn't limit them on the other side and that's what i wanted to know right all right. Well, if anybody has any questions for Tiffany and Stephanie, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we will not be doing readings tonight. However, we will have them both come back in the future for an episode where we can do that. I mean, if you, if you want to call in, I can give you a reading. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% so far. Right. I've done one Give one time. Now, I'm just kidding. I'm not I know. That's what I was just going to say. Get the reading. Okay. I did it one time. I use one right now. I remote viewed a caller's kitchen, and I hit it right on the nail. At least she was nice enough to say that I hit the nail on the head. I see a sink. And so I... I mm-hmm. No, no. I described the drapes, and I described the, the, the wallpaper. Yes, they hung the, off a curtain rod. But <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I'm 100% and I'm retiring. And anybody who, anybody who reads my weekly Patriots picks in the newspaper knows I have no abilities. Because there was one year where I got the exact score right like three or four times mm-hmm. in the course of one season. And so much so that they wrote a little tongue-in-cheek article about whether or not I was psychic. And then ever since then, I've just been terrible at it. You were just cheating with one of your psychic friends. I was not, actually. I was not. I was picking those numbers on my own. I'm kidding. I I no longer pick the numbers myself anymore. I ask my friends. Like, I'll just see who's on Facebook, and I'll be like, hey, give me a pad score. Mm -hmm. Because I've just hanging out with us. You never know what can rub off. Uh, Again, we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Please. So the the uh, the important thing though here is uh, that when people are reaching out to you and they are trying to make that connection, I've long felt that even if people who are in your position don't have true abilities, and I will say that I I firmly believe that the two of you do, mm-hmm. uh, because I've experienced it for myself. But even if they don't, if they can provide closure for somebody. If they can give them kind of the relief and the answers that they're looking for, that's understandable. I'm not talking about somebody who goes into this to be an outright fraud. I mean, those people are... Whole different category. Right. They're, they're criminals. Yes. But some people might think they have the ability. They might have slight touches of it, and they haven't developed it enough, but they're still putting themselves out there as being able to get... You know, I see it all the time, like on Facebook or Twitter. It's mm-hmm. like... It, Ask me a question and I'll give you a reading right now. You know, and, and people right. that do that are usually the people that aren't good enough yet that they can make a living they're doing it and charge for it. Or, right. You know, there's a reason why they're not charging anymore. So if those people uh, can at least offer some help and some closure, then they're doing a good thing. But there's also the other side. so much of a potential for them to be doing a disservice to themselves and to the person they're reading. I can say it's usually a disservice. I, I clean up a lot of messes. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, tooting my own horn or pat myself on the back or anything, but the amount of stuff that I deal with that I have to clean up, um, it it's disgusting to me because you're taking somebody's money and you are providing them with false hopes or false fears, and um, it, it creates more of a horrible, you know, 
experience because then what would make you trust me after you've gone to somebody like that um usually even if they they don't even get any hits or they're very compassionate you know in in that sense there's still no closure so they're still out there searching for someone that will give them the right closure and sometimes i was just gonna say sorry to interrupt staff but i was just gonna say what we deal with a lot of times it's not just one person they've been to a lot of times like steph said they're looking for closure so they've they've gone to this Nowadays, you can find a quote-unquote medium that we're a dime a dozen, right? So they'll go to this person, that person, this person, that person. So sometimes when they get to us, they've already been to five-plus people. Right. And, you know. They've heard five different stories. Yeah. Just elaborating a little bit. Even if they go to us or, you know, somebody that we know that can definitely provide that for them, sometimes that's still not even enough to fill that void of what's happened and to provide that closure because we have repeat customers for a reason. People come back and they they just want to kind of check up on things and make sure, you know, their loved ones are still there and everything's still okay or sometimes they need insight. But, see, I worry about that. I was just going to add to that. It is a constant struggle of what they want to hear but we give them what they need to hear. So if they don't hear what they want to hear, that'll just give them, okay, well, maybe I should go to somebody else. Maybe I should, you know what I mean? Um, well, I was I was touching that for myself, with the repeat customers, I meant like people come to me once a year, you know, around the, the holiday of, of Christmas or around, you know, the person that's past favorite holiday around their birthday or around the the anniversary of their death and it's just to kind of recap everything and see you know where they are in their life right now and where their loved ones are and you know it's just it's providing that constant it's really just it's just to make themselves feel better right but what do you mean by clean up that's a question from the clean up from horrible situations um i've had people for example i've had people call me and say um so-and-so from close by where I'm from um, gave me a free reading and told me that my son's going to have cancer again. I had to clean up that mess because to me that is a mess. You don't look at somebody and say that. And how how would you know that? They don't tell us stuff like that unless it's something that's you know pertinent to that conversation or something that they need to know. You know, if they don't know that it's there, you know, it. Like I said, spirits choose different things. But when you're traumatizing someone like that to the point where they're having anxiety attacks and they're now going to the hospital because they're in fear of their toddler's life, that's not okay. Can I play devil's advocate yes, a little bit can. here? How do you know that that information was false? I, I know. I I had to tap in and I had to make sure um, and ask questions. And there was times where you know, during that situation or during other situations, I have to be honest. They're not telling me right now because you're not meant to know this piece of so, information. But there may be time, you know, if somebody comes to you with a mess, yes. you have to kind of do a little, uh, a little digging yes. uh, ability-wise and come back with the opposite or, or come back or with sometimes that. sometimes it is the same, but it's it was delivered in... A horrible manner to the point where um, it, it's it's all about the the delivering of the message too. And if you deliver it to them in a way where they're going to interpret it wrong and then take it to like mass hysteria of you know the complete opposite of what you've been telling them, like Tiff was talking about, you know, you you hear what you want to hear, um, that can be kind of sticky too. 
I mean no disrespect with this term, but I'm saying that, you know, you need to have a crystal ball side manner. Just as a doctor has to have, you know, a bedside yeah. manner, you right. have to have kind of the, the right you never level of know tact. The- right. Or the right way of saying things. Like, people have questioned us before of why do you ask questions instead of stay, say things? Like, um, like I think, think, Tiff, you had an issue with that for a while. Too. Oh, yeah, because I would say, okay, hypothetically, okay, do you know why they would be showing me a boat with a red stripe? But instead, instead of you saying, have to say, they're showing me a boat with a red stripe, I would, I would. You kind of have to take them, the human aspect out of format. things. And I didn't mean to ask the question in that way, but I had to learn to rephrase myself. So instead of saying, do you know why they would show me the boat with red stripes? I would have to say, they're showing me a boat with red stripes. And and then I'd take whatever other information they would give me um, and, again, rephrase it. So because in the beginning, I, I always caught myself doing that. And then someone had said, oh, well, you ask a lot of questions. And I'm like, I don't ask a lot of questions. And then I realized how I was phrasing it was kind of incorrectly. But you also have to be, being in the position that Stephanie and I are in, we have to be gentle in the fact of we don't know who's sitting across from us. Mm -hmm. We don't know where they're at in their grieving process. So we have to be gentle. We have to be aware. Well, so I know that you're... imagine some people that may not be in this for the right reasons, mm-hmm. like Stephanie was sharing that story, they could easily just without that bedside manner, yeah, well, this is what I'm getting from your son, and this is this is how I think it should be, not realizing the after effects that it's going to have on this person, you we... know, and, and shame on them for doing that. Oh, absolutely. We we do know that uh, at least I know firsthand that both of your personalities kind of come through mm-hmm. in your readings and your reading style. But Tiffany, that must have been kind of a, a struggle for you to some degree because you don't really have a filter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean that you know I mean that with love. But you you have no problem telling people like it is, and I'm sure that you've had to kind of uh, take some degrees of how you want to phrase things to people when you are putting it to them. You know what, and and I I have, I've had to become a little bit more aware. I just did a um, fundraiser for AGC this past Wednesday. It's a a thing for couples that struggle with infertility. And, I mean, (laughs) talking about yourself, I walked out to start my gallery reading, and before I, I started to say, hi, my name is Tiffany Rice, and the organizer said, Tiffany, you have toilet paper stuck to the bottom of your shoe. So... You know, that's that's the way how things usually go for me. But I ended up, um, you know, throughout the the gallery reading, I, even though I was very cautious and gentle with people, I also brought through my personality, which I believe helped uplifted oh, some tender moments. So um, I think that my personality actually helps a little bit at least i hope it does Jeez, it would be very embarrassing and awkward if it didn't but um i i think my personality actually helps in a way because i've gotten feedback and people have told me that it does so um i'm but, just gonna continue to to learn and grow and um keep on doing what i'm doing unless 
But what you always say what's on your mind, too, like in general conversation, you don't really hold back. Uh, do, you, right. do you sometimes right. have to hold back a little bit in the course of a reading? That's the question I was just going to ask. Do you ever come um, across? Again, like I'll be a little bit more on the gentle side. For instance, um, I was giving someone a reading, and they were showing me, they're showing me pot plants all over the place, okay? And so not knowing where this the person I was getting reading to, I didn't know her take on anything. I was kind of, I was kind of dancing around it a little bit, but I, I said, okay, this is the room that I'm being guided to. They're showing me this room. They're showing me green plants in the room. <laughs> and right <laughs> after that, she goes, they're pot plants. And I said, okay, thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I, know, I, I know it's illegal, or I don't know if it's... I don't want to get into that, um, but but this, in that particular situation, I was gentle with my approach, but then she came right back at me and said, he's showing you pot plants. I understand that. So then I was able to speak a little bit freely about it. Um, then, there's been other very... I was going to ask, did she try to trade you weed for the reading? Oh, no, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's a good sign. But, the barter um, then, system. Then there's other situations where it's not as light as a pot plant. It, it might be something that would be um, criminal behavior. And um, in that case, I, the person that was coming through that had um, a disturbing situation, he was showing me certain images that I almost didn't feel comfortable expressing. So I again was very gentle with it and um after that reading was done the person went into detail about certain situations that the person that had passed was involved in um that matched up but again um you have to use your own discretion and um even though i am i usually i do i do tell it how it is and i would never fib or anything on a reading but I, I'm just, I use my discretion and I show them plain and simple what it is. And, um, and again, so far so good. I haven't <laughs> offended anybody. Um, they usually come out and, because spirit doesn't beat around the bush. They tell it how it is as well. So, so yeah, I hope that answers your question a little bit. Well, uh, I mean, I just... You know, know, just knowing that you're very, you know, outspoken and, you know, you say what's on your mind, I always wondered how that plays into it. I've seen you give readings and I've seen you in gallery readings and, you know, you, you can kind of tell sometimes when you are holding back a little bit. And I can see the relief on your face when somebody kind of gives you the the uh, the gateway to say whatever you want and you're like, oh, thank you. Oh, I love that. You know? Yeah, so I'm like, thank you. All right. Thank you. You know, um, and especially during a gallery. If it's a private reading. It may be a little bit different, but during gallery reading, right. you're, you know, there's 20-plus people sitting in the same room, so not everybody wants their their life story aired out either. So, again, you have to use your discretion, but at the same time, if you just let them know what Spirit is showing you, um, there's so many other ways instead of, like I said, dealing with this one person that had passed that had criminal behavior and then dealing with the, the pot plant um i said okay they're showing me green plants and you know that was enough for her to come out and say they're pot plants 
So that was, oh, okay, good. <laughs> so a question for each of you now, and, and we'll start with Stephanie, is we're getting close to the holidays now. Uh, aside from, you know, everybody that's going to want to call you up and, and have readings and uh, in your own personal lives, in your own personal experience, you have a lot, Steph, of your loved ones who have passed on that come back and visit you this time of year. Yes. I mean, I have them year-round anyways, but... Um Christmas time, especially for me, we used to have traditions every single year. And now that all of my grandparents are gone, there really isn't any tradition at all. And we're kind of left like, what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. we kind of sit around Christmas Eve. We went to my grandparents' house every year. So I made the mistake, and I call it a mistake because I scared the crap out of myself, um, of just kind of talking out loud one day and saying, you know, it'd be nice for you guys to show me that you're around because I'm really missing you. It was just one of those days. And, um, it started with my Christmas decorations. Um, I have those little automated. Well, not. I'm sorry. It's not automated. I want the automated ones, but there you literally like the the window candles. You have to screw them all the way in so mm-hmm. they light up, and then you have to take the tops off at night. And um, Brendan kept yelling at me. Well, not yelling, but going like, oh, like I have to keep running around the house and shutting these off. I only turned them on one night, and I realized that the batteries were, like, really crappy. So I had to go out and get new ones, so I didn't turn them on after that. And this was two days after I had turned them on, and random ones would turn on, and he'd turn them off, and there's no way that they could have been on. And um, I woke up to the sound of sleigh bells in my kitchen. And it scared me so much. (laughs) I was sitting in the bedroom with the 45 waiting for somebody. Well, what if it was Santa Claus, though? Um, no, Santa Claus. He would have wound up with holes. Um, yeah, I, I was like, literally like I woke up, like I couldn't even breathe, like sweating, like I'm about to be killed. And I have, um, like bells on my table. So I'm thinking somebody broke in and hit the table. My first, I'm married to a cop. My first instinct is I have to protect myself and figure out a way out of here. And instead of thinking, oh, it's just, you know, some spirit activity, but um, nothing was moved downstairs. Everything was fine. And, you know, I had to go and clear the house and make sure everything was good. But um, just little things like that have been happening. And um, so they definitely make their presence known. So if you ask for it, it's definitely there. You just have to look for it. And what, what about yourself, Tiffany? Do you have family members who will come back and visit you this time of year? Um, just like Steph said, it happens all the time for me as well. My grandmother is amazing at um, – she – at showing me that she's around all the time. Um, my dad has actually been starting. It's been 14 years, and I've been trying to have him talk to me, and he's been kind of stubborn about it. But um, <laughs> he's been doing pretty well the past few months. But my grandmother, she'll always show heart all the time. Um, even actually, I was in New York this past weekend, and I was pulling into Walmart and on the on the pole. You guys had really bad snow down here because it was still, it was snowing where I was, and um, the driving was really really bad at night. And so when we were pulling into Walmart, um, I looked at the pole, and right on the pole was this big heart. And um, I knew she was with me. I knew I was going to be safe. But um, I've had heart shaped rocks show up at the beach when I felt her presence. Um, Skittle. I've posted this all on my Spirit Medium Tiffany page too. Um, she's shown me a heart-shaped Skittle, like a heart shape sketched into a Skittle. Um, a drop of water shaped as a heart. It's just, it's uncanny how often she's constantly there. Um, 
or her birthday, 716. I always see 716, whether I'm looking at the clock at 716 or um, I see the numbers in that, that order on the license plate. She's awesome at it. But she was also very um, accepting and, and, you know, part of my journey. Whereas when my dad passed, it was, I was 21, and it was before I really started to hone in on, on my abilities. However, I know he doesn't miss a beat. I know he's still around. Um, but my grandmother is just awesome, awesome at it. My dad will show me his birthday all the time, which is 1106. So, again, I'm always drawn to the clock at 11.06. But um, that's how my grandmother always shows herself, those hearts. So, yeah, I, I get it all year round. Well, we do have one final question from the chat room, and we'll just try to answer this as quickly as we can because we only have about five minutes left on the show. But this is a question for Stephanie. Uh, Master Shake wants to know, what made you decide to step out from behind the scenes on Spirit Connections? And he wants to know, did you always do readings, and did you start doing them after the show? Um, in the nutshell version, I've had this ability my whole entire life. Um, I, I tell everybody, when famous kids don't know that their parents are celebrities, I didn't know I was psychic and I didn't know any different. Um, I was just that weird little kid that did things that other kids didn't, and it took me a while to realize it. But um, I stepped out on from behind the scenes of Spirit Connections because I was there constantly, and then it just became... Um, an idea when we moved it to the studio that why don't we have you know me sitting at my own table and then it wasn't until recently that I ended up at the the actual you know table that was on camera the whole time um, I've always done readings I've done them from the time I was smaller up until now um, it's something that's part of my everyday life so I don't feel the need to constantly push it out there because it's something that I live no matter what whether I'm reading people um, professionally or if I'm dealing with you know a situation in my life where I'm helping somebody out. So, but the decision to do it professionally has only come recently in the last um, few years. Since I was 20, so almost six years now. Um, you know, just to to be out there and actually, major part of it was you guys figuring out what I could do, and kind of pushing me along a little bit, saying, you know, what are you doing? Why don't you do this? Pushing more like shoving. Yeah, you, and, were, well, you were shoving. Hard. I was gonna say the marketing end of things has only really been the last like a year or so yeah I, I work in yeah. marketing anyways so it's easier i've met steph at collective souls and um she took my meditation class that was like three years ago i actually met you way before that you just don't remember it when my first i think my first, first psychic fair souls was 2011 your first psychic fair at psych uh collective souls i was working the desk and we talked yeah. about mediumship, but that was way before your meditation class. I'm still. I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm still convinced that I met Tiffany like way before. I think. I, well, I, seem, I know it was definitely 2008. No, no. I seem to think that we. I for some reason I seem to think we met as teenagers. Possibly. Just VR, VR field hockey. No, I didn't. I didn't play field hockey for DR. <laughs> but we Do we graduated the same year. We're the same age. Well, that's what I mean. I'm thinking like we, we came across each other, like we crossed paths briefly. Uh, and, and that's why you – because you just seemed so familiar to me when we finally – when we did officially meet. So I, I think that, you know – Well, we probably did some – I mean – Right. I'm not I'm not trying to make anything weird, psychic, no, any, no. anything of that stuff out of it. I'm saying like literally. Before. We keep on trying to figure it out. Right. Well, you're in the local area and you're – like you said, you graduated the same year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could like you worked somewhere and I went in there or I worked somewhere right. and you went in there type of thing, you know. Not like, in mall. 
Yeah. That's probably where it was. We I spent a lot of probably. time in the town. Or it could have been a school event, you know, school sporting events. Yep. Because we were in the same he general. Says, he says we. He's old enough to be our dad. Yeah, true. No, <laughs> no but the area is still the same. I didn't say anything. I'm only kidding. The area is still the same. You still play the same school. Right, exactly. Everybody meets each other at some points in their life, and then they finally meet at the right time. Yep. Well, that's what we say. We say this whole group was meant to come together. Yes. Even though I know it's like a, it's a family. Honestly, it really is. All the like, time. Yeah, <laughs> we, we feel so. We, we, we fight like family. Fun. We love each other like family, and we can be as comfortable with each other as possible. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll we. Leave it at that. I'll just leave it. That's a good way to leave it because we have about yep. a minute remaining, and we want to yep. l- tell everybody, you know, happy holidays from the Spooky Crew, and and that includes Tiffany and Stephanie, and we want to thank everybody for another great season here. We're going to have one last show this year coming up next Saturday night, and then we'll be moving into 2014 and into year Woo-hoo. nine of Spooky South Coast. When we hit that decade mark, man, if we're not syndicated by then, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> Or something right. It's going to be an awesome year. I can feel it in my bones. Yes, Let, it let's is. hope so because we need it. <laughs> 2013's kind of sucked. So uh, we could yeah. definitely use it. All right. Well, we want everybody to have a great and happy, healthy Christmas holiday, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. You've you got to love Christmas Day because it means you get the whole rest of the world to yourself for one day. What? You mean I don't have to wait in line to go to the movies? I can get a table at the restaurant right away? If they're open. Right. But uh, So everybody, come back here and join us for our final edition next Saturday night. We'll be here from 10 to midnight. And don't forget, too, that you can catch us now on the Dark Matter Radio Network, Thursdays from 10 to midnight. Spirit Connections will be returning in 2014, Tuesday night, yes. 7 p.m. on w- WCTV and on Spe- Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. So until next week, for Matt Moniz, for Matt Casa, for Tiffany Burke, Tiffany, Tiffany Rice, Tiffany Stephanie Burke. Burke. Oh, that's kind of like Angelina. I'm Tim. I'm <laughs> Tim, Tim Moniz Costa. <laughs> we want you all to stay spectacular. <laughs>